0: You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution, I'm your host Gio, great to have your company and good evening to my potentially sleep deprived co-host VIG, how's Daddy Daycare going?
1: Good evening, is it day, <laughs> is it night? I'm not, I'm not too sure but it's, uh, it's going great. Mate,
0: uh, like I said, you're happy to give up sleep to be able to give as much attention as you can to your new little fella.
1: Yeah, well look, I used to give that attention to watching football matches in the middle of the night so um, giving the attention to him now is a much better proposition I think. And uh, you played on the weekend? Yeah, I did. Had a little run out against Sydney Olympics, so uh, and uh, our mate and uh, friend of the show, Royo, did he give you a touch up? Royo, he did very, very well. Uh, scored two goals, so um, they touched us up a little bit. But um yeah, we won't go, we won't go into too much detail. Was it, but Royo was, was, was very good.
0: Was Olympic four and your team Duck Egg? It was <laughs> nice outing, it mate. So, sometimes you think to yourself, is it really worth uh, leaving the, the wife and son at home to go down and run around in the rain? And maybe it is, maybe it's not. It's yeah, up yeah. for you to decide. Yeah, well, Look, <laughs> l- l-
1: lucky the rain stayed away, but it was hot. It was very steamy and uh, chasing the likes of Adam Parkhouse, uh, Fabio Ferreira and Royo around, uh, you know, makes a tough offer. Yeah, it most certainly does. So moving on to the A-League,
0: eight games were played, but arc-like weather in Sydney and Southeast Queensland po- postponed. The Raw hosting the victory and the Wanderers versus the Phoenix clashes. COVID has caused major disruptions, uh, disruptions and now the weather wants to go. What's next?
1: Oh, who knows? Thunderbolts. Maybe like what did we uh, Plague of Lotus, I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> Anything could happen. Maybe yeah. sharks on the pitch. Seriously. The, the yeah. world's the world's falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, look, it is really hard.
0: And talking about uh, the world falling apart, we're not a political show by any stretch of the imagination, but our hearts go out to the people of the Ukraine. This was avoidable, and I just look at it, imagine my family in this situation or your family, VIG, is just unthinkable. So to those people, stay strong, may you find the strength to keep going and hopefully a peaceful resolution can be found for you soon. And on that topic, pure class from Mikkel Tatsa and uh, Pena holding up the Ukraine shirt after he scored
1: the pen on the weekend. So it goes to... Beautiful beautiful moment. Way to make a a grown man cry, pretty much. Well, it does.
0: And let's be honest, at the moment, the A-League's not doing much to be able to promote the game and it takes two players whose main focus is playing the game, but they also can come up with something. So, look... Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe there was something done by the A-League, but I never saw it on the weekend. So, um, yeah, it's taken two uh, foreign absolute class players on and off the pitch to to show the rest of the league how it's going to be done. But I think there needs to be a lot more of that. And like I said, we're not going to get into this political showdown, but our hearts do go out to uh, all the people in the Ukraine. To be able to have to hand your children off to people in Poland, to be able to take them to safety and, uh, and maybe potentially raise them for you sh- for a short period of time or indefinitely, is just something that is absolutely heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't be happening in this day and age. No, it
0: can't. But uh, look, that's uh, that's a battle for others, I guess, you know, and that's not passing the buck, but it's just uh, two little guys on a football show. I don't know, maybe we can do something. So if there's some suggestions, let us know. But at this stage, it feels like our hands are tied. So other than sending our uh, messages of support, uh, yeah, let's just hope this ends uh, sooner rather than later. It's on like Donkey Kong. So, this Wednesday night, 2nd of March, we have the first ever Sydney Derby cook-off, which we mentioned last week at the Marsden Brew House, kicking off at 6 p.m. Brilliant. Can't wait. Starring Chef Manu, Bratton, Williams, and Chef Gannon. East versus West, Chef versus Chef, Mate versus Mate, Plate versus Plate. We can't wait. Absolutely
1: absolutely cannot wait. Um, Looking forward to getting down there. you know Luke Braddon and, and Reese Williams, two massive names for, for both clubs, and um, I'm just excited for, for the food that we are going to be privileged to, to eat and, and judge at the end of it. Yeah, look, I,
0: I know how good these two are on the pitch, but uh, this is, uh, like I suppose, uh, out of their comfort zone, so I'm really excited to see how they tackle this, but uh, they're both super keen and they're both ready to have a crack, which is the main thing, but uh, this is leading into the derby on Saturday night at Combank Stadium, so um, yeah, a lot to play for leading into that game, so I suppose there's a... There's some some pride up for grabs first,
1: bragging rights on the line, aren't they? Really, and may, maybe maybe Braden takes takes it back to to uh, clubland, take goes back to Sydney change rooms, and you know says, look, if I can do it. In the kitchen against Reese Williams. Why can't you guys do it on the weekend against the Wanderers?
0: Yeah, he'd love to take the uh, Wanderers captain down. But uh, go on to the, uh, Marsden, the Marsden Brewhouse website to secure some of the few remaining free tickets to watch the action. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there on, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, ready for kick-off at 6pm. But uh, like we said, it's epic. It's the first ever Sydney kick-off, and uh, we're actually counting down the seconds, aren't we? Yeah, come on down. Enjoy the show. All right, so on the topic of referees, please explain... We are jumping up and down about top ref Sean Evans making two terrible mistakes that cost the Mariners a result at Amy Park. But why do the VAR, who are sitting in a chair with just a single roll, have to beg a ref to review a decision? I'm absolutely lost. The,
1: the VAR should see that. Like, all right, things happen during the game. Refs make mistakes. The play's happening so fast. Um, things happen. You, you miss things. You might see something from a bad angle, Whatever. The VAR's called him over to say, I think you've got this wrong. And he's still gone over to check. And he still said, No, I've got it right. Like, I. But, who's, but whose mistake is this? So is For it me, a, it's the referee. But is it the ref's fault? For me, it's the referee it, and it's, in, it's the interpretation of the rules.
0: Yeah, it, but is it the ref's fault? Is this Sean Evans's fault or is this the process that allows them basically to choose to ignore the recommendation? Because, as I said, you've got a referee who's out there who is got a lot going on in the pitch. He's got players whinging, he's got fans, rain, trying to keep up to play because they're super fit and maybe he's not quite as fit. To me, this is the tail wagging the dog. The process should be in place that if somebody sitting upstairs sees something, you look at it. That's a no-brainer. Or a decision comes down saying yeah. it was a corner or a free kick or this. Why are we going back to the guy to say, hang on a sec, you got it wrong the first time or you're unsure the first time, oh, have a second it, crack. Get it wrong
1: again. Yeah, let's have another shot. Yeah, yeah. It should, look, it should, be, it should be literally the VAR seen something, which everyone's seen, especially for um, the McLaren tackle on, on Miller. No, right. it was Jamie Leckie. Uh, le- sorry, Lecky. Yep. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Lecky tackle on... Uh, did um, I say Jamie, Jamie Leckie? Leckie. Sorry, oh, he can't even uh, get the right. on. <laughs> le- tackle on, um, on Lewis Miller. Yep. Right? Studs, clear studs on the ankle, doesn't get the ball, in the box, penalty one, 100% penalty, 200%, that's, that's a red card for me. In most leagues around the world, that's a red card. All right? In Italy, Spain, France, uh, probably Germany, you might get away with in the UK because they're a bit A bit more lenient on things like that without intent, but that is studs on the ankle. It's a red card.
0: Okay, so let's put us into real world, right? So take us out of football. Which
1: real world? Do we want? Do I want to go into the real world?
0: I think you do because I tell you why. Because football for all football fans is fantasy, right? It's amazing. It takes you on this ride that, other than becoming a father, like you have, probably nothing compares to it. So let's take you into the real world, right? So you're driving along. You're on, I don't know, Victoria Road. You're going out to Combank Stadium for the game on uh, on Saturday night and all of a sudden you get done by uh, a speed camera, right, or a, 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 a one of those silent cops on the side of the road and they get you speeding. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, in the headpiece comes a guy back in police headquarters and says, hang on a sec, I want you to have a look at this. I think maybe you got it wrong. And he says, what do you mean you got it wrong? And he'll say, well, it actually wasn't his car. It was somebody else's car. Okay, you say no, nah, no. Nah, I'm 100 percent sure. I saw the. Well, hang on a sec, mate. You're eating a donut. You're looking out the window. You weren't even actually looking, so we don't. You don't actually know. I think I'm telling you now. I've just seen the number plates on the screen. I can guarantee you the car that you've just pinged. It wasn't him. It was the guy next to him. Now instead of saying okay, no problems. I wasn't watching. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to do six other things. All you're doing is sitting up in a box watching that spe- that one speed camera. Instead of listening to them and saying hey, yeah, no worries. You say no. Nah, I'm stubborn. I, I'm just going to run with what I think, what, I, what I've had a guess at, a crack. And if at first you have a crack and you get it wrong. We'll have a second crack or a second guess or maybe close enough is good enough. No, I, if, if I, I've had so many times where I think I could question a speed camera or something like or a parking fine. If I had somebody who could override and actually give me the correct decision, I could live with that. If I did the wrong thing, no problems. But a lot of the times I'm sitting there going, no, I swear I was on about 59 or 60 and you're telling me I was going 73. There's no possible way. I'm telling you, there's no possible way. So in the real world... If this happened, you'd be in- encouraging it. Why in football are we saying, okay, we'll have somebody there who can basically confirm whether you made the right or wrong decision, but they don't actually make you. they don't you,
1: actually tell you. No,
0: but they don't have to make you. They yeah. can't force you. They can still let you say, no, I got it wrong. I, I, I just can't believe this. So, look. I don't know what should change. Should the, the, the whole world change? Should football change? But definitely something has to give here because that on the weekend was not good enough. It's uh, it's put the Mariners in a place where they were struggling for a win. They've been so close every single week to getting a good result, and they haven't. And so if you keep throwing games away, you've got no one to blame but yourself. But when you have a top referee like that make two absolute howlers and he gets offered
1: help... And then he doesn't get punished for and it he doesn't as well, take right? it. So no, he, I think they so are going to hammer him with, for this. Well... My understanding was that he was going to ref this weekend or he, he did ref, you know, he's, he's going to ref the next match.
0: Look, he could possibly ref like, the next match, but I think, like I said, it's the process that uh, is the problem here because at the end of the day, I want the referee refereeing and if somebody above overrides you and says, it's a team decision, isn't it? Yeah. It's a
1: decision of the whole... If they, if they say, look, we think you've got this wrong, come and have a look at it. No, not even
0: watch it. He doesn't need to watch it a second time. You've if, got it wrong. If you, didn't get, if you didn't get it in first time, so no one's yeah. going to go on and say, hang on a sec, you got that right, keep going. You just keep refing the game. The first time that somebody in a better position sees that you made a mistake, they just override you. That's simple as that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Just, oh, just override
1: straight away. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what the VAR should be there for. Yeah, right? that, if, they, if the referees missed something or got it wrong, they say, yeah, hang on, this is wrong, you missed it. Bang, it, this should be a penalty, it should be a red card, that's it. And one of two
0: things happens. At the end of the game... The VAR got it right, right? So it means big clap. It saves the referee from embarrassment of making the wrong decision when he's under a lot of pressure. Everyone's happy. Worst case scenario, he gets it wrong, the referee's not accountable for it anyway. Yeah. And to it's the to VAR top, ref, he gets the one who's accountable for making the bum decision. And to top
1: it off, it, it took 5 minutes to make the to make the this, make the decision again which was wrong again. So it was absolutely it's a the It was it, a a debacle, it was, right? it was a cluster debacle. punish. It oh. was
0: really really hard. Uh, player escape room look unfortunately at the moment it is so hard to get guests and what we had decided is we'll give the players the same amount of huge respect that they give to us when they give their time uh, out of their own personal lives to come on and have a chat with us there's back to backs there's double headers each week they hardly got time to see their family there's terrible weather especially in Sydney so at the moment we are trying our damnedest to get them on but like I said we're not going to cut into their own little bit of uh, sanity time where they get to spend a little bit of Recharging the batteries or getting ready for the next game or family So what I can promise you is two things One is we are absolutely working our butts off To not only try and get some A-League guests on in the coming weeks But to get some big uh, overseas guests Which we're very close to locking in and the second reason was because we are really focused on this um, Sydney cook off yeah this Sydney cook off on Wednesday it's taken a lot of work to get this up and running but we think it's something that's worth it and we think it's a great way to not only promote uh, two huge A league clubs in Sydney FC and the, and the Western Sydney Wanderers but also the league in general and i think at the moment they need a booster shot you know everyone's going talking about the covid boosters i think the A league needs a bit of a booster at the moment they're uh, they're on the old you know prices right you're you your leg going down the hill they should be going up the hill <laughs> so i think at the moment anything we can do to help the game, So, look, we've got this on Wednesday night, uh, like we said, and so, look, let's get this uh, massive first ever Sydney Derby cook-off done and dusted, uh, and then our focus will shift to getting, like I said, the type of guests and uh, the type of chat that we'd love to get for you guys, so... Don't think we haven't tried. We are absolutely trying our butts off. But at the moment, like I said, we're uh, we're just allowing the players. Or we're not allowing the players, but we just understand the tough po- position they're in. And if that was me, I'd like some time to myself and not have the two seconds that I have spare having to come and speak to uh, Geo and VIG. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. We do welcome back uh, back on the run-on side so he gets another chance to show us how bloody incredible he is, the VIG Stats Man. Now, we're hoping uh, with the sleepless nights that you're having with the new little fella that uh, you have put on another show, and look, I wouldn't put it past you, but a uh, little bit later in the show, VIG Stats Man uh, re-enters the building. And uh, my little rap will finish off our uh, intro before we get into our revolution roundup. If it's not COVID, it's the weather that attempts to stop the show. What formation Glory plays? Next, who will bloody know? Or an Aracunda and others give us plenty to get excited about and Alawissi's men looking more likely to end their silverware drought. So uh, don't think I'll be Banjo-Patterson or getting a gig uh, writing lyrics for uh, Eminem in the near future, but uh, that's our <laughs> A-League <laughs> intro rap. But uh, moving into the uh, Revolution Roundup. So I think there was – was there eight games this week? One short? I think so. Yeah, so there was, like we said, there was two games that were washed out uh, due to just uncontrollable weather at the moment, Sydney's just bucketing cats, dogs, elephants, everything. I think there's, <laughs> I think well, there's everything there's on Sydney's ridiculous. Quite,
1: Brisbane's absolutely... The, the floods up in Brisbane are, are a disaster at the moment, and uh, thoughts go out to the people up there as well. So it's just, yeah, you know, this time of year, it, you know, like we said, if it's not COVID, something else has happened now. If it wasn't the bushfires a couple of years ago, now it's the floods, so... Um, you know, we we just we're just gonna have to, to live to live to learn 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 to live with it and um you know, hopefully everyone stays safe.
0: Look, unfortunately, you know, trying to make it lighthearted of something that's a serious situation I mean, with, you know, especially in Queensland, it just reminds me of the movie The Mummy, right? It's like we've uh, unleashed the plague, right? And we just keep getting one minute's flies, bees, next minute's it's the rain, then COVID. Ooh. What else can they throw at us? Look, if nothing else, it's going to test uh, how strong, uh, I suppose, humanity is, and how and how strong we all are in, in communities or in your family or in your groups. And I think we'll all come out on the right side of it. But at the moment, there's uh, <laughs> there's there's little to smile about, but we just got to keep, uh, you know, ticking on. So first game was uh melbourne city versus the mariners which uh the, the premier's champions ran out three two winners this was on the tuesday um some good football nice goals from uh the frenchman and Colo, Barangay and tilio but this game will always be remembered for the referee
1: broke the mariners heart he did sean evans look we've spoken about it enough already um yeah, it's, it is, it's heartbreak for the Mariners to, to come away from that game with with no points, especially the situation they're in at the moment. I think it's eight games, the, eight games unbeaten, uh, they haven't won in eight games. I think the last win was against Sydney FC on January the 18th, I think. So it was, you know, a, lo- a long time ago. Um, and yeah, look, <laughs> City City are playing some some decent football, like you said. Um, I think Berengue's been really, really good this year. Um, we his about goal. It. His goal was like training drill, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like clockwork. Really, it was. It was just bang, 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 and you know, back of the net. So um, he, he's looking really good. Um, you know, Matt Leckie at the moment is, is looking really good. So pl- plenty of positives for City and for the Mariners. Um, they just can't catch a break at the moment, and you know something needs to be done about the one the refereeing in that match and the, the, the debacle around the VAR and. Um, the interpretation of the rules and, and not being able to overrule the referee and giving the referee a, a second chance to make a mistake again, essentially. So, <laughs> you know.
0: It's like getting married, getting divorced, and then getting
1: remarried again, isn't it? Something like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I, I, I not, can't even... Not, expl- you, not, I can't that even would, not that you would not know. Not that I know, but yeah. I can't even explain it at the moment. Like, that's how... I'll, Oh, I'm lost for words, really. Like look, it, something needs to be done to fix it. That's all I can say.
0: Look, well, I, don't know, I don't know why the VAR even bother, right? They might as well have two Maccas cookie boxes with a piece of string because it's not being used anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> why well, well, have all this technology in there? You might as well have that. You and I will get a piece of string, put it between the two Maccas cookie boxes yeah. that they used to promote when I was a kid, and we can pretend we're talking to each other yeah, look, and say, uh, yeah, it was no goal. You know what? We, look,
1: without, you what? Without the VAR, if the referee makes a mistake the first time because the play's happening and everything's happening so quick, you, you could live. You can live with that as a football fan, right? But then when you have the VAR to to fix those mistakes, and they still get it wrong, that's when it becomes a joke.
0: Look, let's make it interesting, right? Everybody has a a FoxTEL remote. You just press red for yes, yellow for no, and they just do a uh, a percentage yeah, it's on survey. Par- it's on Paramount now. You, Paramount, kinda, you, okay, can't even, anything, uh, you can't even rewind. on, but it, on but Paramount. It, but, it, so. but every every remote control on a phone, right? Has uh, sorry, on a TV has. Uh, coloured buttons, we'll just say red for yes, yellow for no. Leave it up to the fans. Just leave it up to the fans because at the moment, the person who's in the best position to do to make the decision doesn't actually make it anyway. He has to ask the permission of someone who didn't know what was going on. So, look, let's move on. But, uh, look, the city will still take the points and unfortunately it was heartbreak for the poor Mariners. But uh, at the moment, as you said, they just can't uh, win a trick. Moving on to the first of the Wednesday games, I think there was – was there three in total? There was. So um, – yeah, it was the uh, it was the one So there was three games that all ended in one nil. In the instance of the first game, it was the Jets one, Wanderers nil. Wanderers were all over the Jets like a cheap suit in the first half, but poor finishing and Jack Duncan kept the scores locked at nil nil. This continued in the second half, where he pulled off a terrific save to deny Backus. Then, inform impact player Thurgate off a great assist from Pena steals the points. Is there much that uh, Marco Ruin can do
1: here? Well, when you look at the goal, the winning goal, right? So it's a great ball from uh, from Penya at third gate. Great finish. Take nothing away from that. But if you look at the Wanderers defenders, there's like three or four players standing around him. They're all ball- there's two ball watching. One's one's looking the wrong way. It's just amateur. It was is amateur defending, right? So lo- lovely ball. Take nothing away from that. But the defending was just very very poor. Like. It was, but look, I, I don't like to make excuses for defenders because at the end of the day, you're a paid
0: professional, right? You're a full time footballer, and there's a million players that love to be in your shoes. So if you can't do the job, we find someone else. Oh, you got to critique it, yeah. But it's poor, it's poor recruiting, and too many players out there out of their depth. The I've seen this happen many a times in in football, but also in my own games in the past. You have four or five or six chances, you don't take them. And then you switch off a little bit, you start getting in your head thinking, oh, we should have been up 1-0 or 2-0, and you lose focus for two seconds and you're down 1-0. So this seems to be happening, and the Wanderers are not taking their chances. It's yep. just not. They have chances. It's not like they're having no chances, and they go out there and they're they're outplayed. They have as much possession as anybody else. They create some good chances, and they're just not executing properly. Now, I don't know who's supposed to take responsibility for this. Is it meant to be Robinson for a poor off-season? Um, you know, off poor off-season preparation. Is it meant to be uh, the players because they're not working hard enough outside of the hours that they're doing with the team? Is it poor recruiting? Is it players that are just not good enough? I, I don't know. Well, like, but
1: for me, it's a combination of of everything you just said, really, and it's and. For the Wanderers to get themselves out of this, I, th- I think it's still going to take time. Yeah, Rudin's come in. Um, you know, he set the team up a, a little bit better. They, they look a bit more um, def- defensively sound. But then little lapses in concentration like this, like if you if you only, it only takes a split second, right, to concede a goal and you, and you lose a game 1-0. So little lapses in concentration like that, um, like they're professional athletes, they need to be better. They they need to be doing better things. One, someone needs to close down the Pena who's got the ball. Uh, two, someone needs to track Thurgate's run in. Both both those things didn't get done. Three, um, there, there's there was a gap. You know, you could drive a bus through through the gap between the, the two centre backs or or whoever the two defenders were closest there. So there's you know just it was just poor defensively. If, um, I, I think it was just poor poor defending, um, but it was a, a nice ball from Peña and a, and a lovely finish from Thurgate. Do you need, though, in the off-season, do you need to go and buy three players who I
0: consider to be pretty similar, right? So Antonis, uh, Petrados and Troisi. Do you need three people who no, are p- pretty similar, right? Like, okay, you went and bought, um, uh, they picked up from the Newcastle Jets, um, the, ho- the holding midfielder.
1: Oh... Uh. It will what? come to me anyway. We're having one, aren't we? Yeah, one. we're so we're so um, cooked,
0: we're so cooked off. I think we're a bit cooked here, but um, yeah. Anyway, basically, we they're in a situation where okay, they went and bought a defensive midfielder during the season last year, but then they already had Troisi, so why have you gone now and chased Antonis? And um, you know, I I, mean,
1: I, it's just it's just purely for the sake that they could. You know, these players were looking for new clubs. Um, yeah. Uh, you know yeah he's a, he's he wants to come back to, to Western Sydney let's sign him nice nah, and then nuts. and then they they buy all these players so the recruit whoever recruits they they get all these players purely because they can and then they give them to the coach and say well you know go and win a football match now yeah but, look, but sometimes that doesn't work right yeah the, look, the coach needs players that fit his system you can't just have four players that are all similar and throw them into one starting lineup. It doesn't work like that. Look, for the Wanderers, I think they you just you need, you need to. Igarkovic is a out player too, by you the way. We're talking about.
0: yeah, they just need to. I had Thurgate in my head for some reason because he's going good at the moment. But uh, yeah, look, I think at the moment for them, they just need to work out what players are currently. Rudan needs to work out who are part of his plan going forward, who are up to it and which guys he needs to let go and go find uh, another opportunity. So the second of those games, like I said, uh, it was uh, action replay. So it was 1-0 Western United over Sydney. No D magic and happy to give Sydney more ball, but another mission accomplished. So uh, Western United strike when the time is right. So uh,
1: Prijevic, the provider, and Lustica did the rest. Lustica, he's on fire at the moment. He, he is. He's been. He's been. Honestly, he's been one of the one of the pickups or, or one of the. Sorry, not a pickup, but he's. Was
0: he a Sydney junior too? Did that come back and hurt his uh, previous Look,
1: club many many years ago? I think many many moons ago. I think he was. Um, but he's he's been playing some really good football and uh, scored scored a lovely goal. But Sydney, speak about Sydney. Seventeen shots, four on target.
0: Yeah, but that's not All as right.
1: confusing for me as this.
0: So Sydney's starting lineup preferring Retray over Caceres in the middle of the park. Now, I already said previously, when he started uh, Amini over him, Caceres should be in the middle. So that's the first thing that I was confused by. The second thing is, uh, up front, having uh, Alfie or having Bobo with Soba gives you a good combo, right? So with is just finding his feet, it gives you a good mixture of two types of players. Instead, he drops Soba back into right midfield to accommodate Bobo alongside Alfie. And then on your bench, you have Wilco, Amini, Ninko and Barbarousas. I just don't understand what his lineup is. At the moment, the players that, at the moment, that for me look the most dangerous, Caceres and Burgess. So at the moment, you put them in positions where you're going to think they're going to get lots of ball and create stuff. Casiruz was on fire. He was one of the only bright sparks this year out of the Sydney team. And all of a sudden, you go and tinker with it. And Cansoba's also been good. And like I said, I don't know if he was the right fit. And I said it quite openly at the start, but I've been proven wrong. He's been a revelation for Sydney this year. So why now push play, him? Play for, to your strengths. Why push him out at the right and say, yep. hey, we want to bring Bobo back? If you bought Bobo and he's not the man at the moment, I don't care how good he's been in the past, what he's done for the club, and he's a great player. He just doesn't play. He comes off the bench. If he doesn't like it, well, too bad. You got to do what's best for the squad at the moment. It seems like Bimby's doing his best for certain people instead of what's best for the football club. So, you know, um, like it or not, Aloisi's men were their ninth win and they've now shown that they have depth to um, to cover certain positions. So, like I said, there was no Dia Magic. There was no um, uh, of Payne. There was also – I think they had um, – uh, Amani, is it the Japanese defender off the bench? He, I think, I don't think yeah, he started.
1: Uh, you, uh, Umar, yeah, uh, Uma, yeah. So he
0: didn't start either. So good signs for them. I, I, look, I do have my concerns that they're prepared to say to the other team, you have the ball, and we'll uh, hit you with a sucker punch. But uh, look, nine wins—you uh, can't look, argue with that. It's so working for
1: them at the moment, so play on. Yeah, definitely.
0: And the last of those games uh, on the Wednesday was the Glory Neil Bulls one. Bulls bag an ugly three points in Tassie. Uh, unfortunately for Aaron Calver His uh, error was a death sentence It was punished by De Villa
1: um, And that's all she wrote Yeah, pretty much it was, You know, there wasn't much happening in this game really um, One mistake <laughs> one, Honestly, one mistake, one goal um, And it, it's, it's, you know So it's how, long was the,
0: how long was the highlights package? Four, four seconds?
1: It wasn't long, too. tell you what there, there, Honestly, there wasn't much happening
0: you know, I I know you'll um you'll probably give me a bit of a look here, but uh, I'm not liking what I see from the glory. I know it's a tough season season, I know they've had all sorts of reasons to have excuses, but I'm just basically going to um, make my recommendation here based solely on football. Garcia's formation, I have no idea what he's doing, but this is <sighs> so. How is he deciding on his formations each week? He must be playing P- FIFA on the PS4 and going through and looking at all the different types of formations he can play. This was his formation against uh, trying one the a Bulls. week, one a week, yeah, four one four one. That's a dance step, isn't it? That's like, the, isn't that line dancing four one four one? So he's played Keo in the middle of a, f- a of a, a four man midfield behind Bruno or attacking quartet a quartet of of defenders. So he's played him in the middle of a four. Now for me, I don't want Keo on the ball being setting trying to set up Bruno and that. I want him out wide so he can use his his engines, right, and get forward. If you're gonna have him up front, have him up front to score. Yeah. But as a midfielder, he's not well known for being the assist king. So I don't understand why you've played him in that position. And then he has some change. Uh, he, he he's made fin-
1: changes at halftime, right? So he brought O'Neill and Sturridge on at half time to sort of change that. Maybe he's changed the formation around again. Sturridge is a man with no confidence. It's like going up to forty girls at a nightclub and they
0: all say no to you. You know, well, that every you're not time going he's, up to anyone else again. Every
1: time you step on the pitch, if you if you think you're going to get injured, then of course you've got no confidence.
0: Yeah, 100%. Then O'Neill doesn't start. Now, I don't know the reason behind that. I know he's had, you know, we've said he's had uh, the birth of his his, his first child you know, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe that plays into it. Maybe there's something we don't know. But he is definitely someone that can help you turn things around. And then late in the game, um, Steins was denied by the woodwork an equaliser in his second goal of the season. But he only came on the 85th minute. What were they waiting for? There wasn't much else happening. There like was,
1: There was nothing happening. You, and you're chasing the game as well, right? So you need to make changes when, you, when you're chasing the game. Yeah, so, I'm yeah, I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit dumbfounded by it all as well.
0: Yeah, so moving on to the Saturday game, the first of the Saturday games, the points were shared between the Jets and the Bulls 2-2. Uh, neither team comes up smelling like roses after a Lockie penalty and a Liam Rose own goal. So both roses were on the wrong right. end of the score sheet. Um, and like I said, both friends of the show. So it wasn't something that we enjoyed watching, but it's actual facts and what happened. So, yeah, look, it was, it was a tough day for both teams. But uh, Jets and Bulls both take four points from their two games for the efforts
1: for the week. So I think they'd be reasonably happy. They'd be happy to, sh- to share the points in, in that one. Um, I think
0: shit's Greek, what? You? <laughs> oh, no, they'd be happy to share the points, but
1: yeah. uh, after a quick turnaround for, for both teams there, they both played during the week. So, um, you know, the best thing to come out of that game, we, we touched on it earlier, was the uh, Beckham, uh, Tadze and uh, Peña holding up the uh, the shirt to show, show support for the Ukraine. So, um, you know, that's that's a little bit of the A-League doing its part to, to show their support to, to the guys over in Europe and in the Ukraine. Um and, you know, two all, both teams will probably walk away from that thinking, all right, you know, we'll take that.
0: Yeah, look, for, for the Jets, I think they have some flair and creative and they, they look like a decent football side, but they must improve the basics. Uh, Uskok's header, defending, 101. You can't let a guy jump up there, three guys jumping up with their eyes shut, turning their back and let a guy come through. And look... He is a big unit, He's, right? He is he, he is a very big unit. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be out of place in the NBL or NBA, no. right, in, 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 around the paint. But, look, unfortunately, you have to compete. And everyone knows if you're shorter than the bigger guy, just jump up and make it hard for him to see the ball or put him off. They all just jumped up as if they were trying to give yeah. him, like, you know, in the NBA, the big jump up and hit chess together. They didn't actually try uh, yeah, and win they, the ball. they
1: weren't trying. they weren't trying to put him off
0: from winning the header. No, nah, not at all. And the the, the sole highlight from, uh, I suppose, that game was what a strike for Moore. Duncan beat out a two-ray rocket, but then it was sent back with plenty of interest.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) What's a strike? Well, look, he's done it before. No,
0: not the lob. The little lob that I was talking about before, he must have heard me and said, you know what, I'm going to stick this up, Gio, because it wasn't that little looping, like I said, and that's hence why Uh, I didn't vote for it to be goal of the week. It was just an absolute pure strike, right? He hit straight through the ball, and it was beautifully struck. And uh, poor Jack Duncan, who's been in good form, had no hope. Yep. Moving on to the second of the Saturday games. Was it second or third? No, second. The second of the Saturday games, the uh, Adelaide uh, Adelaide ran out 2-1 winners over the poor Mariners, and I hate to say it or see it, but deja vu for the Mariners. They concede a 90-second-minute winner again. So stoppage time is Mariners' time.
1: Look, <laughs> we said it earlier, they just can't catch a break. Um I think this game, this game was just set up for an, for an Adelaide win. It was the the first A League pride game uh, with Josh Cavallo down there. Um, great atmosphere. It was Stephen Walk's uh, last game before he heads off to Japan. We've uh, been hearing J- about this. Is the world's season. worst kept secret. This has been this has been out for I don't know six years now. He's finally he's finally going. So so, that, that, so, he's, that was so he's had plenty of games game. to
0: say goodbye to everyone, the crowd and everybody, all he, the players.
1: He has, but then but then it took a a ninety third minute. Uh, Nestori Irokunda absolutely smashed it into the back of the net um, and then a, a celebration to, to, to top it off so uh, look Mariners haven't won we said Mariners haven't won since January the 18th uh, they're, in a, they're in a big hole at the moment um, and, and you know these games where they're copying late goals are, are just you know it's happening f- way too often
0: yeah look the, the Wonder Kid uh, and that Thunderbolt again stars but uh, Ibasuki did his bit again so he's per- you know, he's proving to be a, a really, really crucial buy for Adelaide in a season of stops and starts and so many changes. Um, Birragetti tried his best denying Goodwin from the spot at nil-nil. We chatted to him earlier in the year about his stunning ability to save penalties. But it goes to waste when you concede like they did. So when I say when they concede like they did, uh, Mariners lead through Encolo again. So another, it's one bright spark for them at the moment. But conceding a disastrous equaliser, what was Dan Halls doing? What he did and some of his teammates, the ball has been punched out by Birregetti. He's run out, kind of put his hands in the air like I don't know if he was scared of getting tackled or being part of a contest or scared of it hitting his hands, but he sort of ran into the guy, took a little tap on the bum and fell down rolling on the ground, that's something that happens when I used to play with my little fella in the backyard and he was trying to milk a penalty. That's not a first grade footballer. Honestly, whatever he was thinking on there, that was rubbish. And to lose like that, yeah, it's after a losing bra- to City, it's a brain snap. It, is. it was horrible. Yeah. It was it was really, really, really bad. And you know, and then you look and say, Okay, um Cummings has been a good acquisition, but um he was good, but he wishes he had that header again. That was Biscuit, oh, Tin City. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, so unfortunately when you luck's out, every player seems to be affected. The only person at the moment, look, he's not going as good as he can, but Yerena seems to still be plugging away. But the bits of luck that he had where he cuts inside and hits it and it goes top corner now, it hits the post or it goes wide or whatever. So when you luck's out, you luck's out. They need to go and buy a lottery ticket or maybe just go to the movies and watch... Uh, uncharted or something just, just to get that just team have just have, a,
1: have a week off yeah have a week off training get to get the boys together and um get the morale back up again and yeah look and, you Mon- know, try something different and see what happens you, well, may- gotta, you gotta try it
0: maybe monty can get them in a room and they can have a game of um, no fouls on uh playing against a team of 11 yeah, one-on-one on one against evans.
1: sean evans <laughs> for a week for training bring, bring him down to training
0: yeah i know so um and the, i think to is it sunday was sydney melbourne on sunday the first of the two sunday games
1: Oh mate, I just had a kid last week. I don't know what day it is. So I'm pretty sure it, it was. was. It, was Sunday. it was the Sunday
0: yeah. Games. So um Sydney won Melbourne City two. This was the Prince and the pauper. So City banked two wins this week and Sydney banked two losses. At least the ref didn't decide the game, but instead a retro retro red main pinball and a late strike from Leckie steals the deal.
1: Yeah, look, so <laughs> Ninko Sydney should have Sydney gone 2-1 up in this game, right? Ninkovic had a brilliant chance. He, he doesn't miss them. You know, nine times out of ten, he doesn't miss them. Unfortunately, this was the tenth time. And he uh, missed. When, you, when you over. say
0: that, Ninko over the last 20 years doesn't miss those. The new, Ninkovic now who's getting towards the end of his career, possibility. Yeah. No disrespect. He,
1: even then, I'll, I'll, you know, when that ball fell to him, in my head straight away, I thought, goal. This is a goal. Straight away, goal. Um, but you know th- these things. These things happen. Um, they don't go two one up, and then Matt Lecky shows his class and his he's pedigree at the end of the game to, to score the winner. Lovely, lovely goal. So um, you know, City City now I think have the wood on Sydney FC. Um, you know, there, there's a bit of a, a mental block for Sydney to, to try and overcome that. Um, they beat him in the grand final last year. I think they have they him twice this this season now, or, or a draw and a, a draw and a win maybe. Um, I don't know,
0: mate, I, I, just, I just co-host with a guy who just had a baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so
1: I think it's so, really so um, Yeah, look, and he's saying that as well Sydney had majority of possession I think they had 58% possession, 12 shots, only 4 on target does, so. any, does
0: any, if there's anybody, if there's one player Let's play a bit of a guessing game If there's one player who wishes that uh, the highlights of this game goes missing Who would it be? Just one player. Just There's one probably a few. I just reckon. one player. No, because this this is this is this could hurt him if they saw it. So Who Who is it going? Connor Metcalf. He's hoping that St. Pauli or whoever he's going to
1: Well, hopefully he's signed the contract already. Did you yet. see
0: that shot that he had? It, the ball fell to him about six yards out, and he actually sent the ball to them. The he, ball went up out of the stadium and landed in St. Paulo's training ground. I think
1: he signed I think he signed it before he took the shot.
0: I hope he did too, yeah. because I'll be honest. The way he's played the last two years, you're thinking, "What a guy we're getting!" But after watching that, that was—I think—the IPL cricket teams wouldn't have signed him. Yeah, maybe. From, from the big bash,
1: <laughs> they'd leave him out of the auction. <laughs> um, yeah, look, maybe you know, a when a, when a player when you do sign a contract and, and you 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 know maybe your head's gone a little bit, he's maybe his head's already in, in Europe. Um, let's let's hope not because he is a quality player, um, and hopefully the rest of the season he he does perform before he heads over. And moving on to the last game of the round and the second
0: of the Sunday games, Glory nil, Western United two. The Kings of the Sucker Punch do it again. They give Glory sixty-two percent, and Glory give them two goals.
1: Well, yeah. Look, uh, Prievic back. He's in form at the moment on, on the score sheet. Uh, Jamie Young in goals, phenomenal. Um, you know, he when we when we talk about the Great War, he he's he's been unbelievable. So. Um, when you've got a goalkeeper like that and you, you're not conceding goals, um, it makes it a lot easier for the attackers uh, to play with a bit of freedom. And as you've seen, Prijevic is is on fire at the moment up front.
0: Yeah, look, I think um, a lot of things have excited me the last couple of weeks in the A-League with players, performances and goals. But even over Tommy Orr's strike this week, Prijevic's layoff when he's an out-and-out striker goes to show that he has a football brain and he plays for the team. And it's not just about him scoring goals. I, I thought that that little back back heel. It wasn't. He's an all round. He's an all round striker. It wasn't, wasn't perfection. It wasn't unbelievable that people can't do, but it was classy. It yep. was of a very high standard, and goes to show you always thinking, which is bloody dangerous for the opposition. So, I thought that was great. And look, I'm not intentionally glory bashing, but uh, I've got a few more things I have to say about the glorious performances. So their performance. Um, I compare to sub Zimmerino's hairstyle. I don't know if you saw that. that was, I did. That was the quality the, the, That was the the float, quality of a glory. The
1: floating mullet down the bottom. A massive bottom, mess. Shaved head and a floating mullet. A, a
0: massive mess. Now, is Garcia drawing them out of a hat or selecting the formation at bingo? This game, he's gone for 4-3-3 with Clisby as a left winger. Now, Clisby's played 180 A-league appearances for five goals. Really going to play him. You had... Nick Fitzgerald might as well ask for a clearance because he's a winger. I know he hasn't set the world on fire at uh, at the glory and he showed glimpses of absolute perfection at City before he was dropped to the bench and I think he lost his confidence, right? So he's not... But he's a winger. Now, if you can't get a start up front in a glory team that's struggling with no Sturridge available and they're going to play Clisby over you, that means that they want to get rid of you, right? They're going to put you on the uh, the $2 well, they, table. They, they the $2, $2 just, table. They only
1: just signed him, so I don't, I don't know what's going on there. $2 table.
0: And also, Steins has looked dangerous the last couple of games. Okay, he might not be a winger, but he's at least a striker. Playing Clisby up front when his position is back in the team to give you more stability, why play him there? I, Garcia's lost
1: yeah, me I don't know. as that, far as I'm concerned. He is having an absolute shocker. i have had a couple of games in a week. I, I don't know, like this, when you're not winning, um, and and you're constantly rotating the squad, and players aren't getting used to playing with each other, and it's chopping and changing. It makes life very difficult for a team to, to go out and win. All right. Um, so I don't know that he needs to find his, you know, his best eleven, thirteen players, and start playing them week in week out. Oh, look, I've got right.
0: nothing against Garcia, but when you start seeing a guy, uh, I think if you see the highlights, the footage cuts to him saying, this is ridiculous, this is a joke. Yeah, look, I, I, I think the decision went against you too, right? But the truth of the matter is, who's picking those formations that you're playing, mate? It's nobody else who... If If, if, please, if your wife's telling you the formation or the guy down the pub... Stop listening to him because at the moment, give give me give me one chance, and I promise you now we'll put out a position, we'll put out a team that goes out there and has half a chance of winning. Those two formations that he played on the weekend, the bingo, um, you know, the chook raffle formations that he put out there, the guys yeah. out of position, it, you know what?
1: It, look, this comes down to there's no promotion relegation, right? So coaches can coaches and players can get away with it in the A League. They can, they can go out there, they can try different things. Oh, yeah, we lost, oh, blah, blah, we'll blame it on the travel, we'll blame it on the weather, we'll blame it on this, we'll blame it on that. There's no accountability, right? So if, if he's doing that, if there was relegation at stake, I guarantee he wouldn't be chopping and changing the formation and the squad you know, every three days.
0: Yeah, but when you've got so much going wrong at the moment, you, got, you get relocated to, you know, to here, then you get relocated to Tasmania. I mean, you can't have it. You've got a media ban on the players and yourself and you, you can't travel and you can't do this and you can't see your families. Just well, you stick, with something, yeah, stick with something simple. Yeah, stick with something simple. You know what? Just make a simple dish, right? Just make eggs on toast. Stop trying to make uh, prawn linguini one day and then you can't do that. You do a crap job of that. So then you go and say, oh, let's try and do this, uh, you know, this dish and this. You can't even cook eggs on toast at the moment. Stick to something bloody easy, mate, and simple that people can start to read along the lines and follow what you're doing. All right, so that's the end of our uh, revolution roundup. Up after the break, we welcome back VIG Statsman. Speak to you then. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It's now time for the show-off man, Mr. Vig Stats Man, to uh, hit us and update all those uh, guys that like to know all the little details about uh, how long it's been since the team scored, and who's got the best success rate in, in uh, you know, on the pitch of number of wins and and all these sorts of things, top goal scorer and so on. So, I'm going to hand over to my co-host and the man with the most and um, the Vig.
1: Yeah, look, look, you've talked me up there, haven't you? But We'll see how good my research is, all right? Let's, let's just see. But Mate,
0: look, look, to be honest, we'll know if you're on the right path if we start talking about stats for the A-League instead of talking about number of bottles, how many nappies you've changed. Then I'll know you've done the wrong research, right? I'll tell
1: you right? what, there's there's been a few nappies so far. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, I know, mate. More more nappies than uh, J Mac goals, I think. So, mate, you,
0: you know what? This is where you realise when you um, are a father for the first time why your parents are so obsessed with you, right? You wonder why they can't get their own lives, why they don't have enough, you know, company in themselves or other things. It's because they do everything for you from the day you're born to pretty much. The day you're in the retirement home, if they're still around, that's how it works. It's true. It's true. So absolutely, that's, that's why they're so absolutely focused on you and so absolutely obsessed with you. So absolutely. All w- right. Welcome to, the, uh, welcome, to, welcome to the real world. Welcome to the real world.
1: All right. Let's do it then. Look, there's there's three three big stats w- w- that come to my mind when when I think football. All right. So I want to know who's the top goal scorer at the moment. Okay, so top goal scorer would be one of my faves, Mikkel Tetsa. <sighs> no, who? Don't he's say J Max. He's up there. J Max. J Max taking over him. Ten goals. Oh, but hang on a sec. Michael Tadze's only ta- got eight, but He'll he's got he's got games in hand on J Mac. But right? hang on a sec. Did he
0: did Sean Evans get the assists or does oh, well, he still get the look, goals? J
1: Sh- Sean Evans is, has sneaked his way onto the assist <laughs> list, all right? He's he's sitting he's sitting fifth on the assist list. Okay. Um but no, so J Mac is top goal scorer at the moment. He's got ten goals. Uh Tadze behind him, but Mikkel Tadze has the most goals per ninety minutes played. Okay. So he, he's sitting on a point seven four percent. So, so he's good value on the he, pitch. he's good value on the pitch. He's got a couple games in hand on on J Mac. I think he's played two less games. So, um, you know, oh, it, it, you know, next game, right, my money's on him to to do get you know when you you
0: know when you watch all these uh, reality shows like I don't know the Voice and all that, and you, and you hear one of the big judges say that's why we do this show. They're the type of players, Mikel Tetsa, that all the clubs should be going out and looking for. They don't cost the earth. Oh, absolutely. But they come here and they absolutely perform to an amazing level. It happened with Ninkovic. It's happened with players who, okay, weren't household names. And they've come here and they've come for the right reasons. And they're absolutely amazing to watch. And they just add so much to the league. So go out now and start trying to find guys. Who cares where they've played? As long as they've got the pedigree and the quality to come in here and add to this league, go out and start spending the cash
1: and the best thing about Newcastle right so we talk about most goals with with Mac and Emile Tadzs in second um, now we go on to assists and guess who's topping the assist t- charts uh you're going to say I don't know if it's Berengue or Peña Peña it is Peña yeah. seven assists so they've they've gone um, and picked up two players you know with not the greatest not the greatest pedigree they're not superstars they're not world beaters but they've come here with the right attitude um, they've been put in an environment where they're allowed to play um, under Arthur Pappas and they they're reaping the rewards both of them i think they both i think they've both been you know they could both possibly be the two pickups of the season
0: look there's a couple of players that change the world of football you have your beckhams and your ronaldo's and that and no matter what they do you love them but at the end of the day for me i'm not worried about reputations that might come with age i'm worried about guys who go out and put in a performance on the pitch and for them, I love them. I love these guys that come out now. Doesn't matter what where they came from, you know, whether they have the big clubs behind them. Those guys have been as good as anybody this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, absolutely. what else you got for us? So we spoke about uh, Prevc in the in the roundup, and you you were talking about him scoring goals big plus fan. plus being fan. able to to set up assists and bring other players into the game.
0: I see glimpses of him, and look, this is big. I see little bits of glimpses, just the whole thing between him and Ibra. I, I was about to say, yeah, Zlatan, and I, and I, and say I also it. see the poor man's zebra, little bits of him in there. uh used to play for West Ham, um, uh, Analtovic. Analtovic. So that's all right, so he's,
1: he's a bit of a combo of both. He's
0: a combo. When I say poor man's, it's no disrespect to Analtovic or to Prievic. It's just that one oh, guy I, is, one the, is one of the best of all On a different
1: stratosphere, he's, he's somewhere else. Hundred
0: percent. He's up there flying around the moon, yep. and these guys are flying a little bit below. So yeah, look, I, I do see that, and the more I see of him, the more I like.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. I, I think. The last few games, he's, he's really stood out. He's he's bringing other players into the game. Um, now he's scoring goals, creating those assists for for uh, for his teammates. And um, you know, Western United aren't sitting on top of the table for for no reason. Oh yeah, look, he's he's been one of many great finds this
0: year. And you know, Western United were really really good in in in, in, in I suppose identifying the players that they needed to take themselves to the next level and push for silverware after a pretty average year last year. But uh, to say they're still winning. This year, without D- last year without Dia Magic, they were million to one of winning games because Dia Magic, everything went through him. This year, okay, Perez comes in, you you bring in, uh, you know, uh, all, all of a sudden Conor Payne's out, you bring in somebody else. Now, Prejevic is finding form up front. They've just got a lot of good combinations at the moment. And like I said, Aloisi's got this plan. I don't think it's just sheer, sheer coincidence that they're happy to give up possession and they're only going to make it count when they have it, and the other teams aren't doing enough with the ball. That's simple facts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, look, they do have a, a bit of an older squad, so I think they might not have the personnel to go and play that high press and and real, you know, hundred mile an hour football. They need to slow things down to their pace, and that's what they do. They give the opposition the chance to have the ball. They set themselves up, but then when they get the ball, they're in transition. They're incredible, and they they move forward at speed, and they have players that are, are linking other players up. And uh, Prevc up top is, uh, has has been really good for him.
0: Look, this is a message to the other teams in the league. A lot of them, and uh, and also a blueprint for others. Play to your strengths. That's yeah. don't don't Perth Glory. Perth Glory. Don't, yeah, don't try and play all these things that you've seen on FIFA, or that you see that uh, Sydney's played this formation, or City's playing this. Play the formations that suit your current situation, which is all the things travel and not being able to do this and that, as well as trying to get some consistency and utilise the players. You have not the players you're watching in other leagues. The players that you have play to their strengths.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. What All else right. you got for us? This is an interesting one. So this this might this might be hard to for you to figure out. But it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, give no, me no, a big grab. No. Oh, look, look, this this is. Hey, <laughs> I,
0: I talk about the VIG genius stats, man. You say so this might be hard for you to work out. So write it down on a piece well, of paper. It's, it's, yeah, Do you want to call a gonna friend. Be,
1: it's going to be hard to <laughs> hard to guess this one. I think personally, if, if okay. you're not looking at it, it's not it's not obvious. So. For me, this this one's points per match. So Keep backpedaling. This, yeah. this is a this is a player <laughs> who has who has picked up the most points per match across the whole season. Okay. So so think think card. Yeah. You might have to think a little bit outside the box for this one. Wooten. Good, close, but yeah. no. Okay. But was I on the right you, team? You're in you're in the right areas, so yeah. it, it is another Wellington player.
0: Uh, would have. So I know he opens. He's opened with goals, and he's opened, and their results have turned around since he, Wooten and Sandoval have come. So going with Sandoval, it must be the uh, the new Mexican in
1: the in the house. The, the little Mexican yeah. in uh, in Wellington, yes, it is Gal Sandoval. He's not
0: a little Mexican. He's quite a bit bigger. Oh, yeah, than yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So all
1: right, c- when you're comparing him to Devere, all right, yeah. he's not he's not the little Mexican anymore. He's he's the big boy in town. So he um, is. no, he's been great since uh, since Wellington picked him up. Um, I think they're six games unbeaten at the moment. If I'm correct. And um his points per match is is two point three points per match. T- so um, they're they're travelling really well with him and the team. So if I was Uffie, play him every week till yeah. the end of the season. You you might you 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 might top the league. Yeah, look, hats off to the Phoenix. They started the year
0: not much better than a lot of teams that were struggling down the bottom. And rather than cry and whinge about things and, and, and things that you can't control, they've gone out and picked up Wooten, they've gone and picked up Sandoval. Uh they got um Hoops back from, from his home visit. And so then all of a sudden you add in Borley, you add in Piscopo, you add in those pieces. Yeah, they had bad luck without, um, without Sale, but they've unleashed Polson. And Polson's proven to be a fantastic young keeper. So, look, you just got to keep working away at it and quality shines, right? It comes to the top eventually. It, it just it rises to the top. So hats off to Wellington at the moment. I think uh, this week will be very interesting, which we'll talk about at the end in our um, clinical,
1: clinical finish. finish. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'll throw this one in. We'll just go through it quickly. So this is um, most fouls drawn.
0: Which players had most fouls? Which,
1: which players had the most fouls drawn?
0: Okay, um, I'm going to say. Look, I'd say Tilio would be absolute shoe in if he would played every game, but because he was doing a few cameos before, oh, look, Tilio. Um, who else can we think through through the squads?
1: Naboot. Look, I'm going to say Tilio and Naboot. Yeah, look. They're both both up there, but but no, this one comes as a surprise because he has a, hasn't actually played that much football. It was Sturridge.
0: Right. He got tackled by the ball boy on the sideline. Yeah, line. yeah. Sturridge's 16, been tackled. He's been tackled times. in the warm up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Davia. So that goes to show just how marked he has been when he when he has played for Macarthur. He's had he's been fouled thirty two times,
0: it's, and he's missed a couple of games he, too. Oh, so
1: he, I don't think he's played ten games yet. Are you sure that's not a combination of him and
0: Sandoval? Because you've confused them. You Maybe I've just the put them basically. put them together. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so the <laughs> stats man's putting them together and they're, they're
1: getting things confused. But no, it's uh, it's Davia, and uh, also equal with him is uh, Olivia Bumao from Newcastle. So okay, the, the Newcastle boys. I, I know they're not you know and They're right end of the table. They're not at right 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 the right end of the table, but they're up there with the stats. So um, have you got one more for us? Yeah, I got I got one more. So we'll talk we'll talk clean sheets. Um, I think Jamie Young. Ticked over his eighth clean sheet with with the with the match yesterday, um, so he's he's going great guns. But he's um, I want to talk clean sheet percentages. But how now. hard
0: how hard must Western United be working off the ball if you give opposition teams 65 percent possession and they still yeah. can't score?
1: Yeah, look, it goes to show though. So Jamie Young has also he's got the highest clean sheet percentage, which is fifty three point eight percent, and and to go with that, he's also made the most saves. So he's made 41 saves. So, yes, they're working hard. But at the same time, Jamie Young is a class goalkeeper. And, you know, your you goalkeepers in your defence, you know, they win your championships look, at we, the end of the day.
0: Look, we knew when uh, the human force field said he was on his way to Western United that it got an absolute gem. And if you're going to push for silverware, your number one needs to be number one. Absolutely. So he's absolute Absolutely. class. And like I said, we love watching. Uh, Jamie go from strength to strength and keep picking up the wins. And, uh, yeah, look, for them, there's only good things ahead, I, I, I predict. But, uh, all right, that's it. You've shown off again. Loved that segment, the VIG stats, man. I think the stats – uh, people out there will also appreciate it. If there's any stats that you would like to hear in coming Send some uh, episodes, requests in. I'll, I'll do some digging. Yeah, yeah look, s- send them in to VIG or to me and I can pass them on to the, the man himself. Slide
1: into our uh, DMs on Instagram.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hit us up on any of our socials and let us know a stat that you'd love to know um, of the A-League. So, all right, mate, brilliant job again as per usual and I don't think that having a child has affected uh, your football IQ at all. So... Bravo to you! Thank God for that. All right, so just finishing off now with our clinical finish. So our weekly Tomahmed Award. So this is given to the best goal, shot, uh, finish, or bit of magic for the week. Uh, I think it was hard to follow up the outrageous Garuccio goal uh, last week, but you all to know who the winner is this week.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. There's no no doubt about it. And um, wow,
0: it's a, st- it's, a stun- it's the same stunning quality.
1: It was it was unbelievable, honestly. Look, Ira Kunda's goal maybe goes close in terms of circumstances and and time. Not far off. Not far off. Right. Not far off. Look, with the pressure,
0: wait. Put it in perspective. The pressure of one-one. You've come off the bench and you get a chance there. You could easily have yeah, he it could have the he crowd. could have squared that anywhere. He but he has hit that so pure and crisp, and. Unfortunately for him, even with that sensational strike, he's been pipped by uh Orr's laser like volley. Tommy Orr. But that would would that have been uh Irokunda's second, second would it be dual winner? I would think it's he, his second winner. For us? no, but dual winner for us because did or did he get pipped in previous weeks for winning the Tommy No, I think I think he's won one before. So he would've been the dual so he so would have been our first dual recipient of the uh Tommy Hammond Award, but unfortunately yeah. he's been pipped by uh well, Orr.
1: Look, awesome. Look, Tommy Orr got pipped last time by uh, Craig Noons, outrageous outside of the foot volley. So, you know, I think we've got to give it to Tommy this week. Yeah, look,
0: definitely. This week's uh, winner of our Tommy Hammond Award goes to uh, Tommy Orr for his, like I said, laser-like volley. But uh, definitely props and special mention to the 15 year old 15 year old wonder kid Ira Kunda yeah. who is just who who knows the sky's the limit for this kid he is he's is. I look. can't see Adelaide holding on to him past this season though <laughs> but that's on another look, note he, yeah
1: look that's another note <laughs> <laughs> but if I was him I'd stay I'd just stay put for a little bit don't don't let your head get too big give him a call or let's get him on so you can tell him don't let your head get too big stay put um you know work your way into the starting lineup that's and, what I say um, to you every week so yeah look <laughs> Some of us can do it, some can't.
0: <laughs> All right. So this week's key games. I think there's a couple of mouth-watering ones. So Sydney derby is both teams uh, stumbling along, but the pride in winning this game should up the tempo and give us a classic game. And uh, we'll be at this game. This is yeah, part hu- of our. It's a huge,
1: huge game. This is for both for both teams. This is right?
0: part of our Sydney derby cook-off week. So this is the uh, get it kick started. So the the, 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 en-
1: the entree the the cook-offs, the entree, and then the, the main then course on Saturday night. Hundred percent.
0: Uh, arrested in-form Phoenix against a steady but not firing city. I think that will also be an interesting clash. And victory and Western United with potential banana skins at home to the Bulls and Jets respectively. So I think they both need to tread carefully against two teams that on their day can cause all sorts of problems. Uh, what I did also want to mention too, and I, I think I missed to cover this in, in our uh, Revolution Roundup, where is Tommy Urich? I've heard now he's. It, it, they want to give him inter squad fitness before he can play in games. He's played twice off the bench this year. He's not. He's still injured. He's not match fit. He's not getting any fitter. I don't think you buy. Uh, you go and buy another striker too if you think he's going to be coming good in the near future. Yeah,
1: it doesn't look. It doesn't look good for him, does it? Um, they've signed Janu. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know where he's at with his fitness, but uh, the way I'm seeing it is that you know he won't be fit for the rest of the season.
0: And the other thing is, too, it doesn't probably make a fair matchup when they brought you in to replace Derbyshire, who was brilliant last year. So the bar's super, super high. And at the moment, you're just way below that. You know, yeah. You're know, you just not yeah, even in Look, when, close. You, when, you
1: can't, when you can't get on the pitch, you can't do anything. So until he gets his body right and, and he gets himself back on the pitch, then then we can start judging him. The but sad part is, is he the chose moment. the
0: Bulls because he wanted to get minutes on the pitch. Last year, I think he played 17 or 18 games for yeah, Adelaide scoring his goals. And this year, he can't even get on the pitch. So... That's it for the weekend's games. Uh, if they missed tonight's show or any of the shows during the season and they wanted
1: to catch it, where can they hear it, VIG? Yeah, they can catch us on uh, Football Nation Radio across their platforms and, and their apps and uh, also on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Keep an eye out for some posts in the coming weeks. We've uh, started to get
0: our uh, our videos up to the same st- standard, I suppose, as our, uh, as our audio. So we're now moving into um, YouTube as well as t- uh, having a TikTok page. Um, We're also rebranding too, so keep an eye out for that coming in the the coming weeks. But uh, there'll also be some stuff we send out, as we said last week, on uh, fucked or fiction as well as our Lost in Translation. So keep an eye out for some of that funny stuff and send us in any ideas that you have. Uh, but until next week, I guess it's now all systems go for our first ever Sydney Derby cook-off on Wednesday, as we said. Go on to the, uh, the, the Marsden Brewhouse website and get those last remaining few uh, free tickets to come and see the show and rub shoulders, I suppose, with uh, a couple of the big big names of the A-League as well as some of the big names of the chef world in uh, and Manu in Chef Gannon. But, uh, look, we're super pumped. We can't wait for this. And, uh, yeah, look, as we said, we promise uh, we'll keep working as, as hard as we can to bring you not only some A-League guests but uh, some big overseas guests in the coming weeks to make up for the last week or two where we've been, uh, we haven't unfortunately had one. So, look, until uh, next week or until we see you at the Sydney Cook-Off, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Catch you next week.